Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour one on this Thursday, got a big sale going on. It's a garage sale. 50% 50% off all the t-shirts in our store at danpatrick.com. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official traded cards of the Dan Patrick Show. And this first hour brought to you by Panini. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini trading cards, instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, and more. Start or continue your collection now, paniniamerica.net. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you. And our uh, radio affiliates around the country, nearly uh, 400 cities that carry this program. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that coming up. We'll hear from Cam Newton in a little while. Jason Garrett, former Cowboys head coach, working for Football Night America, will join us. And we'll look at the recent sales of sports franchises. Is it just a coincidence that a lot of these franchises have been up for sale or sold We'll talk to uh, somebody from the Sports Business Journal who will give us insights into why it's happening so many times right now. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow, operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls. The Seahawks got their coach. Now, I'm not sure if you said when they fired Pete Carroll that they were waiting for Mike McDonald, and maybe they were the Ravens defensive coordinator. And I would have gone, okay, had to wait until he was done with the playoffs. Sometimes you fire somebody, and then I wonder if you do have the person, their replacement, ready. Like, did Tennessee have Mike Vrabel's replacement ready to go? Did Atlanta have their replacement for Arthur Smith? It doesn't seem like that because they were looking at Belichick, then they didn't want Belichick and... You know, so some of these teams, Washington still needs a head coach. Is that head coaching candidate still coaching in the playoffs, going to the Super Bowl now? I, didn't, I haven't heard that. But that almost feels like, does somebody want the Washington job? I would have thought Carolina would have been tougher to fill than Washington. Washington, to me, seems like one of those jobs that you walk in, team underachieve, second pick of the draft, and you got a great fan base there that has put up with an awful lot of nonsense over the last couple of decades. They're ready. They're waiting. They want a winner badly there. But Mike McDonald, 
is the uh, new head coach of the Seahawks. See, the NFL has a problem here. There's Josh McDaniels, there's Mike McDaniel, and then there's Mike McDonald. I somehow get the feeling that somebody is going to be blamed or credited (laughs) for something because we screw it up. Oh, did you hear what uh, uh, Mike McDonald said? Wait, McDonald or McDaniel? Wait, Josh McDaniels? No, Mike McDonald. Wait, Mike McDaniel? We got a problem here in the NFL. Yes, Paul. The Miami coach, no S at the end, just to clarify. Mike yes. McDaniel. Singular. So you have to you have to th- keep that in your head at the same time. Yes. And no relation to Mike McDonald because they're different names. Yes. Even though they sound like the same people. Yeah. And Josh McDaniels, plural. Uh, he's no longer coaching. No, he's done. But he could be. In- he could be an assistant coach. Uh, he's not a head coach any. Well, I don't know if he was ever head coach. Yes, Seton. So that, like, singer, keyboard player is coaching in the NFL now? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Mike McDonald. Michael McDonald. Yeah. What a fool believes. <laughs> Y'all will be there. Doobie Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> that is confusing, though. You, I get very confused. Like, with the NBA, I don't know who's the, who the head coaches are for the most part. I know probably four of them. But with the NFL, you usually know the head coach's name, but Mike McDaniels had a meltdown on the sidelines for, for, for the Seahawks? No, no, that's... Yeah, yeah. Got too many of them in there. There should be a limit on Mick coaches. <laughs> You could say that because you're Irish. Yeah, I can. pretty <laughs> sure there is actually. <laughs> yeah, you're we're a lot of Irish in the in the league. These yeah, Seton, I can get in on this. Not many O'Connors out there. Yeah. Uh, all right, <laughs> so uh, let's come up with a poll question. Nobody breaks down coaching. <laughs> no, rules. no, nobody does. I don't know if he can coach, but uh, defensive coordinator for the Ravens, and I'm assuming it's a good hire. It feels like every hire is a good hire. Like, all right, all right they got their guy. All right. No one ever says, like, when Arthur Smith was hired by the Falcons, what are they thinking? Then after the fact, they're like, man, what were they thinking? After the fact, everybody told you. <laughs> I told you there's a bad hire. I know. It's like a draft pick. Ah, oh, they got their guy. Yep, that's who they wanted. Best guy available there. And you're like, okay. Can he play? Oh, I don't know. I think, I think the, the more I, I've been in this business, the less I know. Because everybody's an expert. Until they're not an expert. It's like being a weatherman. Hey, uh, it could snow. It could. It could snow up to four inches. Or we might not get any snow whatsoever. Well, that doesn't sound like a forecast. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. All these draft experts. Everybody misses on certain players. And you go, how did you miss on him? Greatest quarterback of all time. Everybody missed on him. The next greatest quarterback of all time, currently playing in the Super Bowl. Their teams missed on him. You know, too much of a gambler, risk taker. Okay. Like they, they overthink or they outthink themselves. And you have certain, well, you have a lot of instances where you go, man, how'd you miss on that guy? Like Trey Lance. If the Niners didn't have Mr. Irrelevant... I mean, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch might be out of jobs. You're like, wait, you went all in on that guy and you missed? Yeah, but we got Mr. Irrelevant. (laughs) Yeah, you did. So the genius of picking the second pick in the draft uh, wasn't there, but the genius to get Mr. Irrelevant was there. I need a little bit more consistency than that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, hey, we whiffed. We, We went all the way up and got this quarterback. And then he can't play. But we got that guy who can. 
Yes, Eaton. But it's not like they took him thinking, we just got the steal of the draft. <laughs> like, it's all part of their plan to draft Brock Purdy last. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> look at how good we are. I knew I knew he was going to fall this far. We still got him. It's like, ah, he's a quarterback. Go ahead. Grab him. Well, the number of coaches who have all come forward or GMs and said, oh, we, we had Dak Prescott on our radar. We were going to take him. Okay. Anybody could have taken him in the first three rounds. Russell Wilson. Oh, you know, we had a first-round grade for him, but you didn't take him. No, 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 we didn't. After the fact, everybody knows what they're talking about. It's leading up to it where you go, man, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paul. And with Purdy, if they took him as an unrestricted free agent, he would have had a one-year or, at the most, a two-year contract. So Brock Purdy right now, he makes, as everyone knows, 10, 10 bucks a game. No, he makes $870,000 a year. He's fully guaranteed under contract for 2024 at 985 grand mm-hmm. and 2025 at 1.1 million. So if he wins Super Bowl MVP, they don't have to redo his contract. They don't have to extend him. They've got him completely locked up. Their quarterback position is going to cost a million dollars next season and the season after that. And that's what helps them when it comes to keeping some of these players. And, you know, you look at Dallas with Dak. I mean, that's going to be a $59 million cap hit. Uh, are you going to extend him? Feels like you have to extend him, right? I don't know. Jerry Jones, I never know if Jerry knows what he's saying. Because he always, whenever he talks, it feels like he makes something bigger or makes it worse. He said that Dak had nothing to do uh, to change, had, had done nothing to change my mind about any promise for the future. I think I've said that we will go as far as Dak takes us in the playoffs. Remember that we will go as far as Dak takes us, and that is how far we went. That doesn't change a thing. We'll go as far as Dak takes us. Okay. So if Dak Prescott is the answer, are you going to extend him? Because if you extend him, that's going to help you. Maybe able to uh, re-sign C.D. Lamb. You got Micah Parsons there as well, but... You always have to have the possibility in the back of your mind that Jerry could move on from Mike McCarthy and would he move on from Dak Prescott? And it, will, will Dak take a team-friendly deal? Man, his agent did an unbelievable job the last go-around. There's a no-trade. You can't franchise him. He got everything that he wanted and then some. And now here we go again with Jerry as Dak goes into his last year. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, speaking of Brock Purdy... Cam Newton on his podcast, Fourth and One with Cam Newton, had this to say about Brock Purdy. I've never said that Brock Purdy was trash. What I did say is Brock Purdy is a game manager. That's not hate. That's just what I feel to be facts. But I still reserve the right to say this. To be labeled a game changer, Brock Purdy has to be the best player on the offensive side of the ball. Hmm. And that's not the case. And who's the best player? Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Man, look, I ain't recanting. And if you really want to just be honest, if you add in the defensive talent and you add in the offensive talent, Brock Parity is the 10th best player on this team. Okay, cool. Did he have a great game? Yes. Is he been playing out of his mind? Yes. Is he a quarterback that's hot? Yes. But he's still the 10th best player on his team. (laughs) Oh, Get used to more of this as we lead up to the Super Bowl. It's going to be about Brock Purdy. And then it'll be Brock Purdy underrated. 
Brock Purdy overrated. Comparing Patrick Mahomes, you know, his traits to Brock Purdy's. What does Brock Purdy do better than Patrick Mahomes? If you were starting your team today, <laughs> who are you starting? Yeah, it's going to continue up to the Super Bowl. And then the fallout from the Super Bowl, because if he plays well, and let's say he wins the MVP, then you're going to get the people who say, I told you, I told you, he's elite. And then all the Niners are going to tell you. All of you people in the media didn't think that he was a franchise quarterback. He's a game manager. All of this stuff. Shouldn't have been an MVP candidate. Okay. And then if Mahomes happens to win the Super Bowl and Brock Purdy doesn't play well, here comes the avalanche of told you. Told you. That's why he was Mr. Irrelevant. One way or another, they're going to twist it, and you are going to get that angle, those angles here in the uh, coming days. Yes, Paul? But nobody can have an opinion that's between the two. You know, No one can say, like, you know what, he's a good quarterback. He's clearly not Patrick Mahomes, but he's clearly not Mitch Trubisky. He elevates your team, but he can't make you know 60-yard across his body throws like, Mitch, like uh, Mahomes. It, it kind of reminds me that his future could, let's say he wins and wins well the next couple of years. You, you look at Terry Bradshaw, who people don't remember Terry Bradshaw. He was a very good quarterback, but he was surrounded by future Hall of Famers which diminished everything Bradshaw did with the Steelers. But, you know, no one talks about uh, Terry Bradshaw as one of the great all-time NFL quarterbacks, right? Well, unfortunately, he doesn't get mentioned, and he's got four Super Bowls, and, right? And it, it's because, well, they didn't need him yes. to yes. win it. It would have been anybody. But Terry had unbelievable athleticism. He was a javelin thrower in college. I mean, he had, you know, an elite arm. He was an elite athlete. But... I think at the time it was well, anybody can quarterback that team and win. I think I have Terry winning four. Is that right? Yeah, four. I mean, you had the defense. To me, the best defense I ever saw, uh, the Steel Curtain. And, you know, you had two running backs. You had really good wide receivers, John Stallworth, Lynn Swan. You had, you know, Hall of Fame linemen. You had a Hall of Fame coach. But I don't know if Terry was labeled a game manager. But nobody was labeled a game manager. Back then, it would have been a compliment. Yes, Marv. And if Brock Purdy leads the 49ers on a game-winning uh, drive, please, let's not use the B word. Brady, do not, <laughs> do not, do not use the B word. Just relax. That was Brady-esque. No, that was just a really good drive. Well, we play to the extremes in this business. Like, it's either that guy's unbelievable or that guy's a bum. It's never in between. It's like... Would you pay Kirk Cousins whatever they're going to pay him? Oh, that guy's not any good. Okay. Is he somewhere in between? He's not great. He's not a bum. He's a good quarterback. But we can't have it that way. It's like it's either Dak and Lamar they and Josh Allen, they can't win the big one. You know, overrated. Or then you get the, you know, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's right there in top five. Okay, he had one year, played well, absolutely. But we're ready to christen him as that guy's going to be, you know, that he'll succeed, you know, succeed Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, Paul. And the other thing, we always go to the simplest comparison. Like Patrick Mahomes after Sunday was being compared to Tom Brady. Like now, he's, he's entering Tom Brady category. A guy who didn't score a point in the second half of the AFC title game is that elevated him for some reason. Like, if you look at Patrick Mahomes and not diminishing what he's done at all, but in the three Super Bowls he's been in, his quarterback rating was 78 in the first Super Bowl, 52 in the second Super Bowl, yeah. and 131 in the third. He's had 
five great Super Bowl quarters, you know, but he's had some bad moments too. It's it's not like we push too fast towards Brady or whoever it may be. Well, he wasn't the reason why they won that game against the Ravens. Correct. Right. They got shut out in the second half. Um, now, Travis Kelsey did his damage in the first half. Uh, they ran the ball. But, you know, Mahomes managed that game, for the lack of a better expression, because it's not like, man, did you see those? I mean, he had some really good plays, fun plays, dangerous plays, but that's him. But, you know, I came away going, they won because of that defense. If you would have said to John Harbaugh at halftime, you guys are trailing, Kansas City's not going to score in the second half. He would have signed up for that and said, all right, we're going to the Super Bowl. Kansas City's defense, that's what stood out. And I also think their running game against the Niners. Now, San Francisco, the last, what, six weeks, eight weeks, not good against uh, running teams. And I think as much as we want this to be Mahomes and Purdy throwing the ball, it may not be. It may be about, you know, who can run the football. And Kansas City's shown that they can do that. You also have Christian McCaffrey, what role he plays. Is Kansas City still vulnerable to the run? Remember earlier in the season, it's like, you can run the ball on them. Like, okay, I don't know if you can do much with them anymore. And who would have thought that the Niners, who have loaded up on their defense, their defense may be suspect compared to what Kansas City has done. Yes, Mark. And these are two teams that have seemed to kind of uh, kind of just snuck their way into the Super Bowl because yeah. neither of them have been dominant. Yeah. The 49ers probably should have lost their last two games against the Lions and the uh, Packers. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come up with our poll question. Once again, we got a garage sale going on at danpatrick.com. All of the T-shirts there, 50% off. And uh, last call, if you want to order my book, you can go to the website there. And if you want it autographed, make sure if you bring it or send it back, you do with a uh, return envelope and shipping, okay? Because we'll, I'll sign the books, and then we'll send them out to you, make it easy for us to be able to have an envelope and the postage there. Happy to do that. Go to danpatrick.com. We'll take a break. We're back after this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most oh, terrible. Oh, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, why? Open this other one. Dear Polly and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. wait, try this one. Dear Polly and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At Coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. Just you know what? Forget say. this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Michael McDonald, not to be confused with Mike McDonald of the Seattle Seahawks, or Josh McDaniels, or Mike McDaniel. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. It was uh, a really emotional night last night in Brooklyn. Uh, you probably weren't aware of it. <laughs> Kevin Durant came back home. Yeah. I don't know if there were tears by him, but there was by me all those great Brooklyn memories with Kevin Durant. Although Kevin Durant said, I don't want a video tribute. Brooklyn, which doesn't have anything to celebrate, decided that they were still going to do it. And here is Kevin Durant after the Suns came to town. Like I said, I can't control what other people feel and think and do. That ain't, that wasn't going to stop me from just doing my job. But classy people here, they appreciate everybody who put, who donned the jersey on. And that shows a great organization when you can appreciate everybody who stepped foot and put their blood, sweat, and tears into your organization. So I respect that. Okay. Why does everybody want to leave Brooklyn? I'm, I'm talking about the team. It feels like something's wrong there. Hey, you got the coach you wanted. Hey, you guys all get to play together. Oh, you don't want to play together. Oh, everybody wants out. Yeah, but it's great to be back here in Brooklyn. Also, Dame Lillard in a Bucks uniform back in Portland last night. You know, I just felt appreciated, you know. Um, I think that's what it comes down to. You just feel the appreciation and the love, you know, and I just kind of stood in it. It was like, man, this is... Uh, this is a big deal, you know. You know, just to take that moment and to to have everybody in the building just show me that type of love. It's an um, acknowledgement of a lot of things, you know, during my time here. So I appreciated it, and that was it. 
Yeah, and he hoped to be back in the Portland organization or the Portland area when his career is over. But uh, big night, and uh, rightfully so, for Dame going back to Portland. All right, Seaton, what kind of poll question are we looking at for the first hour of this we program? Many, many options. I for love you, it. Dan. Okay. Uh, how about this one I'll throw out there? More impactful for the 49ers. Drafting Brock Purdy, trading for Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to say drafting Brock Purdy. Yeah. Because that helps the entire organization where you get a quarterback making less than a million. Now I can spread that out for a few years. Christian McCaffrey was a big deal. But still, I don't know how much of the contract Carolina is paying for. Because I think he was making like $15 million a year which made him expendable for a team that wasn't going anywhere. Well, there's a lot about, and I don't, I don't really understand how all this works, uh, so I apologize in advance, but there was a lot of about like dead cap hit and the Panthers have to pay this like $20 million mm. and that comes off the 49ers books and mm. things like that. A lot of money getting shuffled around. And then as soon as McCaffrey signed there, I think they reworked his deal to make it more friendly and transferred a lot of money into a signing bonus, and then that freed up space for this. Mm. All of that crap. Yeah, I don't know how the hell that works. Well, I like having my quarterback on a rookie deal, and if I have it on a Mr. Irrelevant deal, Mm. that's even better. That's hot. Yes, because you're going to be able to keep some of these players and you know, maybe for another two years, maybe your window's another two or three years. Are you going to keep Ayuk? You know, George Kittle is getting up there in age. Um, You know, I think you have... Some player, how long is Trent Williams going to play? Um, you know, Debo, Debo got paid, so I'm I'm just wondering. Uh, Bosa, I think got paid. Not sure if Ch- I don't think Chase Young's going to be there next year. I think uh, that he'll probably play someplace else, or at least that that has been the speculation. A lot of talk about that. Um, so this might be their best window here, the next year or to uh, year or two. But you do have the luxury of Brock Purdy's contract there. Uh, Cody in Texas. Hi, Cody. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. You know, just wanted to comment, you know, why is it that Brock Purdy, you know, we compare him to either, you know, Tom Brady or or he's the greatest quarterback in the league. You know, he reminds me of a Brad Johnson type. You know, a good quarterback, took his team to the Super Bowl, you know, he, he's Mr. Irrelevant. You know, you, you would think we'd be able to enjoy the story, kind of like when we did with Kurt Warner to let the Rams to the Super Bowl. You know, we weren't, nobody was comparing Kurt at the time to Joe Montana. Yeah, but we'd like to speed things up, Cody, and you bring up a great point. It's like, we don't want to wait. Man, who does this guy remind? You had Jason Kidd already telling me that Luka is better than Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki had 30,000 points and won an NBA title. We can wait a little bit here. You know, I could see him in the Jordan atmosphere. What? The Jordan atmosphere? What does that mean? I mean, Brock Purdy is playing in his first full season. He was injured last year in the NFC title game. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Joe Montana. He's just Brock Purdy. Yes, he. But the faster we put those expectations on him, the faster we can begin wondering if they're a disappointment yes, or not. That's true. This is the cycle of <laughs> it is. how it goes. Yes. I like when somebody's a bust, but we're the ones that put them up there so high that they were a bust. Like, yeah, man, that guy's not not any good. You're the one that they said that uh, he should go number two overall. Yeah. But we do like to expedite things. It's not that they're a bust. It's more like you broke them. 
What other poll questions do we have today? Uh, let's see. I guess along those bus lines. Mm. If your boss says uh, your company will only go as far as you take them, is that a compliment? Well, it depends on how far I've taken them. Because Dak Prescott is not even taking you to the NFC title game. Mm. So we can go as far as Dak will take us. Well, he hasn't taken you very far. So that, to me, it's an odd comment. You know, all he has to say is, I'm all in on Dak. He's our quarterback. He had a wonderful year. Top five MVP candidate. And uh, can't wait to, you know, have him in a Dallas uniform for the next five years. Instead of saying, you know, that he believes in him and will go as far as Dak will take us. And we've seen how far he can take you. It's like you've gotten in the car and you know where it runs out of gas. But you're going to get back in the car because you know you're going to run out of gas before you get to the NFC title game. But we're going to go as far as he'll take us. Yes, Todd? That's the key sense there. He says, remember that we will go as far as Jack takes us. Then he goes on to say, and that is how far we went. That doesn't change a thing. We'll go as far as Dak takes us. We obviously came up a few wins short of getting where we wanted to go. To say, and that is how far we went. This is as far as Dak took us. Yeah. But I believe in him. Oh, dear. It doesn't bode well. I mean, Mike McCarthy, you're all in on Mike, but you're not. Because this is last year. Are you going to extend him? And the answer is probably not. It's like he spends Dak spends all his days being like, "No, they love me. <laughs> yeah. no, you, they love me. They do. Yes, they love. Yes, they love me." Well, his situation is tenuous, like Mike McCarthy's. Mike McCarthy has to go staring in the mirror. They love me, don't they? They do, right? Jerry loves me. He would never let me go after this next season if we don't get to the NFC title game, right? And the answer is yes, he will. You got my back. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Man. Thank you, Jerry, though. <laughs> I love, I, I mean, would I want him as my owner? I don't know. Like, I love that he does spend money, um, but it still feels like we've gone as far as Jerry will take us. And we, I mean, that really, that's where it starts. It's not Dak, it's Jerry. And then Jerry says he's all in this next season. Well, what's that mean? You're going to extend C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons. What about the infighting with the family trees there with the Cowboys? How come you weren't all in this year then? <laughs> yes. Partially in. Yeah. I mean, this. Yes, Todd. Mike McCarthy obviously has to show self-confidence in public and in press conferences, but in a private moment with his family, do you think it's possibly said, wow, he's having me come back next year to coach this team? <laughs> cannot believe I'm still the Cowboys coach. <laughs> yeah. Jason Garrett, former Cowboys coach, will join us coming up next hour. Any other poll questions you're considering? We got many. We got a few from Paulie. That one was from Todd. He's got a few. Okay. Uh, yeah, we we have many many okay. poll questions. All right, uh, load me up. I'm uh, ready we, to go. How about we'll stick with uh, insulting phrases then? This one's from Paulie. Mm-hmm. Uh, which phrase is an insult, or maybe more of an insult? Mm-hmm. Uh, calling quarterback a game manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's definitely insulting. No, of course. Uh, despite the fact that they all do it. It's like literally their job. <laughs> but don't say that that's what they do. No, because it conjures up the image of that guy is not very athletic. 
That's that's really all it means when you say game manager that you're not you're not able to do incredible athletic feats. Like he's wearing a name tag and has a clipboard in his hand. What else do you have, Seaton? Uh, saying someone has a great personality. You know when you're being set up on a date and they say, "So what? Uh, what's the story? She's got an awesome personality, or he's got a great personality." Not a compliment if someone says that. If that's what they lead with, because then you go, well, what do they look like? Once again, they got a great personality. Don't worry about that. He's so funny. He's hilarious. <laughs> so if they're like, if the person was very attractive, would you lead with, you? they have a terrible personality? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine if with, you know what I mean. I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, they never say, man, she's good looking. She has no personality. Like, we wouldn't even hear that. It'd be like, she is so good-looking, and then all of a sudden you'd see that person's mouth moving, but you wouldn't hear the words of, but she has no personality. Yeah? Would you rather be good-looking or likable? Likable. Yeah. Yeah. So a good personality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I had to work on mine when I was growing up. Oh, he's funny. Yeah, but he's got acne. and Yeah, but he's funny. Wait, he weighs 148 pounds. He's 6'3", but he is funny. It had to be. What else? Uh, is uh, Any other phrases on there? Uh, there's one here that says, she's with you. <laughs> Guys get that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think women get that. I think guys get it. Like, really? You're at a restaurant, and a guy walks in with a girl, and you're like, I got to know the backstory. She's a 10, he's a 5, and you're like, I need to know the backstory. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to know the backstory because then you're like, are you kidding me? That's how he got you? You know? He opened the door for you? you know, he, he got you chocolates? It usually has the word hedge fund in it somewhere. <laughs> I don't right. know. Like, I said, chocolates, that might be 1948. I think now it's like... Uh, I, I bought you a chocolate factory right. here. Hedge yeah. fund manager. Yes. Yes, he... It took you to Switzerland to go get the, yes. wherever they make chocolate. Godiva I don't even chocolates. know. Yeah. Yes. Godiva chocolates. Uh, yes, Marvin, you were going to say? Yeah, you definitely see that with uh, pro athletes also. It's like, all right, you're a pro athlete. You should have her. Yeah. There's you, a, you don't? You yeah, see, yeah, yeah. No, oh, okay, no, right. no, I see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or, you know, you have like a movie star. Or, or you know what? Musician. When you see the musician, you go, really? <clears throat> Billy Joel. <laughs> oh. Don't say that, Fritz. He's going to get upset. Sorry. No, 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 sorry. Backstory. I saw, I saw a documentary, The Greatest Night in Pop, last night, and uh, my man uh, Billy Joel was walking with Chrissy Brinkley, and I was like, man, that is phenomenal work. I think he was dating Christy Brinkley and Elle McPherson at the same time. That's like going to the moon twice. I mean, <laughs> come on, Bill. Man. Yes. And, and all he does, he plays the piano. I mean, I mean not tall. No, he's not. No. He, no, he's not. No, not at all. He doesn't just play the piano. He's the piano man of You're the right, world. Of Earth. You're right. You're right. He's a global piano guy. I would think Elton John would be more of the piano okay. man. I'm just saying. I bet that act gets old, though. For him? Uh, no, for the people that he's with. Oh, oh so when, you, hey. You get somewhere, and all of a sudden you hear, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, God, here he goes again. Here comes the piano man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, I'm playing at the Garden this Sunday night. Right. Uh, do you want to go, William? No, I've been there. You know, like 32 concerts. When aren't you playing at the Garden? <laughs> <laughs> Give it a rest. 
<laughs> yes, Paul. I'm going to throw out some overachiever guys, NASCAR drivers. And Dan, you've been to a NASCAR race. Oftentimes, the girlfriend or wife is sitting atop atop the box there, sitting there watching. Their... Yeah, but Jeff Gordon, I could see where. Sure, Jeff Gordon. Or, I'm, I'm not going to name names. Junior, but there's some guys that are. They're. they're let's be this. They're great drivers. Yeah, and Tony Stewart. There's Man. there's there's a bunch of guys yeah. who are out kicking their cover. Yeah, yeah. But Jimmy Johnson, handsome guy. Yeah, yeah. handsome ish. Yeah, heck yeah. So smoke doesn't mean smoking hot when you're talking about Tony wow. Stewart. That's a different name. Uh, you different. said it. Oh, okay. me. I love Tony Stewart. Of course you do. Damn. <laughs> All right. Uh, play of the day is up next. More phone calls. We're back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Check this out. Shot clock at four. Somebody's going to have to take it. Blue, step back three is up, and it is no good. Check Holmgren, the full slam. What a 
play by Chet Holmgren right there, Gideon. That shot was dead in the water from Lou Dort, and Chet goes up with two hands and throws it in. Chet Holmgren finished with 18, 13, and five blocks. That's courtesy of Thunder Radio Network. That's your play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by the great city of Las Vegas, a city where spectacle and celebration are woven into the fabric of that community. Las Vegas is where conventional is challenged, the unexpected, embraced. It's not just celebrating, it's celebrating with an edge. Did we settle on a poll question, Seton, or did you go rogue and maybe put a couple up there? Yeah, we're, we're going to put a couple up okay. there. All right. uh, we have a few more to run by you as well. Sure. Like. Um, Paul's got a few more. Okay. Paul, you want to hit those? All right. Got any snarky to. ones there, Paul? Is February a great sports month? No. Correct. That's the right answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I found myself when I was driving this day, I saw it's February 1st, and as... Someone who's football first. I think a lot of us are football first. I got a little bummed. Football season, there's one, four hours left. And it's 10 days from now, and that's it. Yeah. I know the draft is nice, everything like that, but I, I get, like, August, I'm all set up. Even though there's no sports aren't that great in August, football season's on the horizon, college and pro. But it's like, it, it feels like it's over. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's sports depressing. Yeah. Well, you have the Super Bowl. Um, we're not even at March Madness yet. You know, the draft is in April. Uh, yeah, it's kind of that dull month from the standpoint of sports. You got college basketball kind of ramping up a little bit there to get you ready for March Madness. Nah, not much. You love when pitchers and catchers start reporting. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's what, you know, that used to be a big deal. Hey, pitchers and catchers reporting. Oh, my gosh. That means spring is almost here. And having covered pitchers and catchers reporting, it's not very exciting. They just show up, and they start throwing, and then that's it. And then they'll do a long toss and then maybe run a couple of sprints, and then that's it. So pitchers and catchers, you know, that kind of signifies that spring is around the corner and baseball is nearby. Yes, Paul? Is it an obvious answer? Why do pitchers and catchers show up first? I don't know the answer. I, I, I could assume it's because pitchers are babied and they need to be worked in, but I don't know if that's actually true. Well, they they have a routine, and I'm guessing that they factor that in, of pitchers do this on this day, they don't do this on this day. And uh, being a pitcher, like it's not a bad gig. Those four days in between starts, and I remember trying to interview a pitcher and uh, – he was saying, not today, it's my long toss day. Like, wait, you, you don't have like 10 minutes to spare on your long toss day? He goes, no, it's, it's just routine. Like, I get into a routine. I go, okay, all right, fair enough. What about tomorrow? No, that's that's the pole to pole where I run the poles. And I go, <laughs> all right, you let me know when you're able to talk. Yeah, Paulie. I actually found it. MLB.com did a story a few years ago, a writer uh, Chris Landers wrote a historical story about Major League Baseball, and he was trying to find out when spring training started and so on and so forth. He said it goes back to, let me see this, it's like 1905 in the New York Times. There's a team called the New York Highlanders. The later became the Yankees. They had six pitchers and one catcher report to Montgomery, Alabama before the rest of the team. The manager said he wanted to work with these guys specifically because he had some new players on the team. Nothing like because of their pitchers or whatever it may be, 
and other teams started imitating it mm. because it, whatever it worked for them, like anything, it worked. But 1905, pitchers and catchers started reporting early, at least with the New York Islanders. Mm. In 1924, the phrase pitchers and catchers had gone mainstream enough to be in the sporting news as a phrase to announce that it's the start of baseball season. Yeah, right. 1924. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, see. Yeah, I feel like I'm as hard as anybody on pitchers and their routine. Yeah. You know, and just how absurd it can be. Um, but they are the only people on the field who have a very specific uh, like like job function that relies so heavily on just one part of their body. You know what I mean? Like that repeated use of your arm, I understand why it needs to be taken care of differently than every other player on the field. Yeah, but I remember being around the Atlanta Braves of the 90s, and they played golf usually every day that they weren't pitching. So I don't know what... Well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that uh, that stopped... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that pitchers are like, oh, man, I, it's too bad I had to sacrifice my golf game. To, I'm pretty sure people are still getting in the rounds, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. And those are three Hall of Fame pitchers that they had with the Braves. Yes, Todd? But there's a reason they call the pitcher and catcher the battery. They get them all revved up and starts the engine, so they should come first and get everybody ready and warmed up for a new season. You know, you sent me the email and I didn't respond to that. <laughs> Okay. I thought you were waiting for me to say No, it. no, you sent that joke to me, or that observation, and, and I didn't respond. I should have taken that as a hint. Probably. So John Smoltz didn't have, like, a weekly routine that he did? He just played golf and then pitched every four days? No, I'm sure he had a routine, but I don't think it's as cut and dried as, hey, you know, these guys are spending six hours getting ready you know, on their day off, or five hours getting ready. I think they all have their routines, but I don't think it's as, oh, my gosh, I'm going to miss my uh, my routine today. That's going to affect how I uh, pitch in four days. Yes, yes, Paul. I'm going back again to pitchers and catchers reporting. There was the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers. They had a they were training in 1924 in Toronto, Canada. They had their pitchers show up a week early to start mountain hiking and climbing and chopping wood before they even touched baseballs. They thought it'd be good for the pitchers who don't run around as much as other players mm. to do this in anticipation of the season. From a New York Times. Article. Yeah. <laughs> Chopping wood. Yeah, you don't show up to spring training thinking somebody could lose a, a limb here. Right. Wait, what happened? Well, they're chopping wood. Oh, of course they are. That's our secret. Uh, Lucas in Texas. Hi, Lucas. Welcome back. What do you have for me? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Great. Good, good. Hey, I, you know, I... I would probably say that I'm a big consumer of the sports media world, and and like it or not, I, I feel like whoever wins this Super Bowl, there will be a new narrative that will immediately be tied to Tom Brady. I, I feel like if Pat Mahomes wins, it's instantly going to be compared to Brady for best start to a career, and we're starting to count Super Bowls. I mean, and that's just going to be the rest of Mahomes' career. But I feel like if – if uh, Purdy wins, if the 49ers win, I think the narrative, and this is even a, it's a smaller one, but I think it might be important to Brady as he loses the title of most overlooked in the draft to the greatest return on investment of actually winning a Super Bowl. Because everyone, I mean, for the longest time, he was pick 199 and the Brady six quarterbacks or whatever. But I, I think Brock Purdy will permanently take that if he is Mr. Re Mr. Irrelevant going on to win a Super Bowl. What do you think? Well, it's a little clumsy, the title that you were giving him if he happens to uh, win a Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, there'll be recognition there, but then it'll also be, why was he the last pick of the draft? 
What did everybody miss out on? Is this real? Is he going to be, you know, this kind of quarterback the rest of his career? Because we asked that about Brady when after his first Super Bowl. I remember doing the show, and I remember asking people if this is going to be sustainable with what they saw in Brady. And there were some who they weren't quite sure. They didn't know if Drew Bledsoe would get his job back eventually. Jason Garrett, former Cowboys coach, will join us coming up next. More phone calls as as well. Hour two on the way. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.